listener production. US and European stocks end lower following softer readings for activity in the services and manufacturing sectors. And Australian shares expected to ease ahead of key inflation data. I'm Tom. I'm Craig. It's Monday, the 25th of September. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Craig, it was a weaker session for US and European markets on Friday. Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, we saw the Dow Jones end lower by a third of a percent, the S&P down 0.2, the NASDAQ down 0.1. In weekly terms, the NASDAQ took a decent knock, actually. It was down 3.6%. The S&P 500 down 2.8% and the Dow Jones down 1.7%. What stood out to me on Friday, Craig, is that you had that weaker pulse coming through from the readings on activity in the services and manufacturing sectors. Globally, we had the flash PMI readings. They're the early readings on activity in Mm. those sectors. And that was cheek by jowl with the forecast from the Fed that we're going to see stronger growth next year. How do you square all of that from a chief economist perspective? Well, it's an interesting environment that we're in, isn't it? Um, uh, When you think of the, the fact that US Federal Reserve left interest rates unchanged, saying interest rates are going to be higher for longer. And last week, they, they raised the, the forecast for GDP for economic growth, doubling the forecast effectively from 1% to a bit over 2%. Uh, unemployment's going to, going to stay low. So overall, it looks like a pretty reasonable picture. Still, the progress being made on inflation is probably taking a little bit longer than what the Federal Reserve had hoped for. And central banks around the world, I think it's taking a little bit longer. Uh, what we've got is job markets holding up, you know, sort of quite nicely. Probably, you know, sort of runs counter to to trying to get inflation you know, under control. If we saw more more job losses, we saw more weakness in in the employment se- sector. That would mean slower consumer spending and slower inflationary pressures. But overall, it's not a bad mix. And I think, you know, sort of investors will come to that realization this week. They've got central banks meetings out of the road. And moving forward, particularly the United States is in good shape. I think the one country that we need to be focused on a little bit more than what we're doing at the moment is China. Are you confident that inflation will continue to moderate? Um, I think compared with the past, we we have got an inflation focus, very much the case. When you think of cycles in the the, uh, 82, 83 recession, 1991 recession, going back to, to those times when interest rates were jacked up to try and slow the economy down, uh, they, they were multifaceted. They were also looking at the current account. They were looking at the yes. job market and whatnot. Now we're basically single-minded looking at inflation. Uh, and uh, I think, yes, they've got policies dictated to, to that goal. They've made it very, very clear that that's what they want to do. They want to get inflation down. And um, uh, because of that focus, that single-mindedness, I think you know, sort of does hold us with a degree of hope. So, Craig, let's just quickly reflect on some of the news uh, when it came to services and manufacturing data because there was a lot of it in uh, both Europe and the United States last night. So the PMI data in the US, uh, the Manufacturing Activity Index, fell from 47.9 to 48.9. That was a little better than what the market had anticipated. But when you look under the bonnet, the anecdotes uh, reflected on subdued demand output Uh, We saw new orders soften. It was actually the second fastest drop in inventories. So that suggests that the demand picture is low. Uh, Manufacturers aren't rushing to um, restock their inventories. Uh, What does that tell you from uh, the measurement perspective? 
Well, I think that's encouraging. I think what what we want to see is supply and demand equaling price and yes, lower prices than what we're seeing. So that's the only thing that works in economics. So yes, so what we've got is trying to get demand down, slow it down so price pressures ease, and uh, then the Federal Reserve will be able to be in a position to be able to say, okay, we've achieved our inflation goal. We can start reducing yes interest rates. So I think the the fact that it, we have got a degree of softness you know, happening in, in terms of the United States is encouraging. It, it shows that interest rates are working to, to slow down the, the economy. Okay, so that was one side of the equation. Let's just reflect on the services outcome. So that that measure fell from 50.5 to 50.2. So anything above 50 suggests that the sector is expanding. Expanding. Mm. Uh, That was worse than what the market was looking for, uh, 50.6 at the margins really, but still it's the direction of the arrow. So what was interesting here is that uh, this was the weakest outcome in eight months Mm. for the services sector. The uh, anecdotes coming out of the survey, uh, there was a solid decrease in new business reflecting those higher rates and higher inflation. Export orders. They were bad. They were down, actually. Um, But they did see improved hiring in the services sector. That was interesting. Uh, But then certainly higher fuel costs reflected on as well. The the concern that we've got about inflation at the moment is very much about the services sector. And what we need to see is the slowdown in the services sector, get inflation down at that, that level. And yes, you know, so that will provide yes you know, so the assistance to getting overall and yes inflation down. Um, I suppose when we think about it, though, uh, the services index is sitting at fifty point two. So any reading above fifty, Craig, is- you are ever the optimist. <laughs> yes, okay. So uh, in mathematical terms, it's expanding. Expanding um, the direction of the arrow. Uh, mm-hmm. It's probably pointing down rather than sideways. But um, the important thing is, I suppose. Probably the services number had uh, an encouraging impact where interest rates were concerned because mm. we saw both long and short term interest rates moderate from their recent highs. So, uh, in weekly terms, you still saw some sizable improvements. Uh, a 10 year treasury note was up 10 basis points to 4.43%, uh, but down four basis points on the session. Mm. A two year treasury note over the course of the week, again, reflecting those upgraded forecasts that we had for growth from the Fed, a two year up seven basis points, but for the session, it was down by around three basis points. So we're into that noisy part uh, of um, you know market thinking where you've got that you know divergence between what's going on in the trenches and, and what's happening at a more elevated level. Europe. There was nothing there to celebrate in terms of the economic news. Well, uh, Britain in Britain, retail sales volumes actually rose by four tenths to one percent in August, but they had fallen by one point one percent in in July. So that economy is still holding up. When you think about it, you know, so they had fourteen consecutive interest rate hikes before pausing in, yes. in the latest week. The fact that you've got retail spending yes that are still still rising yes in, in the latest month, um, yeah, it's mixed when you look across Europe though the the French uh, purchasing managers index weren't great yes so while the German purchasing managers indexes rose so much softer economy yes in Europe than with the United States but um, still got a lot of work to do in getting inflation down. Yes, well that was really the the theme that came out of Europe was the underwhelming outcomes when it came to those purchasing managers indices. Bottom line, stocks lower. What we saw is the FTSE Euro first index down by four tenths of one percent. 
mixed readings across uh, Europe, um, but the UK market managed to rise by one-tenth to one percent. Now, if you look at uh, the broad measures of um, uh, the European share markets, the FTSE Euro First 300 index or the Stock 600 index, down around about 1.8, 1.9% on the week. So nothing to, to cheer about uh, overly. You know, so the fact that those markets uh, were weaker declines, uh, as we mentioned previously in terms of the United States as well, uh, the Dow down 1.9% and the S&P down in the order of 2.9%. Out of the system, I suppose now, yes, we've got those central bank uh, meetings you know, sort of be behind us, and um, and now we look ahead. It's a it's a new week and um, new challenges for for investors, but um, I think a degree of optimism, you know, sort of that um, going forward, yes, they've got the policies in place that they're determined to get inflation under control, and that will gradually, you know, sort of um, be seen by investors as we go through the coming week. What stands out for you this week? What stands out? Well, we've got some inflation figures you know, here in Australia on Wednesday, uh, the monthly consumer price index. And uh, uh, what we may see is a little bit of deterioration, uh, the annual rate moving from 4.8% to 5.1%. Now, one of the key influences is higher petrol prices. Mm. You know, something like a 16% increase that we're seeing yes, in the last couple of months, that will be factored into it. So that's a, a, one of the things that we'll be focused on in, in Australia. The other things, um, uh, job vacancies on Thursday and also retail trade on on Thursday. Uh, The United States, again, yes, it's very much a focus on on inflation. We're not going to get that reading of the core personal consumption expenditure deflator. That um, this is a significant um, measure. Yes, this is very much focused by the the um, uh, Federal Reserve. We're not going to get that until Friday. So um, just have to sit on our hands to then over the week in the United States. Uh, figures on home prices, new home sales, uh, there's consumer confidence readings. And consumer confidence, really important, not for the fact that measuring confidence, but consumer inflationary expectations as well. And we've got an appearance by uh, the Federal Reserve Chair um, coming out on, on Thursday as well. Um, he's going to be giving a speech, um, Conversation with the Chair is the, the the topic for the talk on, on Thursday. So we'll get to hear from Jerome Powell again. So it is, I suppose, an important week in terms of the way that market participants are going to be calibrating their instruments. The monthly inflation numbers locally don't carry as much weight as the quarterly figures. And there are nuances as well from month to month in terms of where the weight falls in terms of uh, varying uh, measurements as well. What stands out this month in terms of where those weights are distributed? Um, more in terms of upward pressure on prices rather than downward pressure on prices. One of the things that I like to follow with the monthly reading is to to look at the, the monthly changes and, and smooth those over time. So look at three or four months, you know, some moving averages of those monthly you know, measures to get a sense about where we're heading. And they have been you know, quite encouraging up to, to date, yeah. suggesting that we're heading for around about you know, 3% in terms of um, uh, the, those readings of inflation. So uh, watch out for, for the monthly readings and, uh, and see whether the progress is still being made in terms of inflation coming down. So the Aussie dollar has actually managed to firm somewhat against the greenback uh, in the most recent session. So bearing in mind that at the close of the afternoon on Friday. It was trading closer to 64.2. As we start the Asian session on Monday, it's trading closer to 64.4. So uh, the US dollar moderating somewhat after 
a pretty robust improvement. Craig, thank you very much for your time this morning. Uh, the futures are pointing to a decline of around a third of a percent for the ASX 200 this morning. Hope the start of the week is a good one for you. Look forward to catching up with you over the course of the week. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.